Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff on this Wednesday, which means great debate Wednesdays around here, which is we take something kind of tangentially based off the news, turn it into a larger discussion, if you will. So this week, it's all about coaches, right? We'll get into the games and we'll start breaking those down as we get closer to the divisional round. But it's all about the coaching carousel. Jim Harbaugh, by the way, didn't know this. Yesterday was in Atlanta interviewing for the Falcons head coaching job. This is a day after he was in L.A., Perloff, meeting with the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, we know how many flights there are to Atlanta. You can sneak in there, low profile. (laughs) No one's tracking Jim Harbaugh's jet. A little surprised because I thought Atlanta had eyes only for Bill Belichick. This has a lot of intrigue. I, I think you and I disagree. To me, if the Chargers make the same offer as Atlanta, you're taking the Chargers all day because of Justin Herbert. Yeah, Justin, you got nobody in Atlanta. You don't. Well, that's not true. You do have people in Atlanta. You just don't have the quarterback. Right. So if I'm Harbaugh, I kind of like that. I've just been in college now for the last seven years. I know quarterbacks who could be either coming out of the draft or do I want to get some kind of bridge guy. But I would think he'd want a young quarterback that he could mold. It's going to be cheap. So you still have more money to play around with as opposed to Justin Herbert, who just got paid, has a massive salary, and you have an aging roster. I mean, Atlanta's an Mm. up-and-coming roster in a division that's, quite frankly, much easier to win because Patrick Mahomes isn't in it, like uh, the AFC West. Yeah, I mean, Justin Herbert is pretty young, too. He's 25. But he got paid. Yeah, he got – honestly, though, if you're you're a coach, the risk of not taking Justin Herbert – seems big to me. It's the safest job to go with Justin Herbert. You're going to look good automatically. And Harbaugh can coach offense. I just think it's way too attractive. I understand exactly what you're saying. He did sort of develop something in San Francisco with his own guys. But come on. if At the end of the day, if you're, say, Atlanta, who hasn't had a good quarterback since Matt Ryan or the Chargers, you're, you, Maggie, you would take Justin Herbert, and you know it. So the weird thing about the Harbaugh situation is while he is literally crisscrossing the country interviewing for NFL jobs, according to Yahoo and Dan Wetzel, he is also negotiating a contract extension right yes. now with the University of Michigan. <laughs> so, okay, uh, reportedly has some demands in that contract extension. Number one, wants to be the highest paid coach, which would be about $11.5 million a year, reportedly. Also wants to have a clause in his contract that he can't get fired for cause. So all these NCAA investigations that are still swirling around him, if they find that he, you know, did anything or is, you know, had serious violations, he cannot be fired for those. 
He also wants the buyout in his contract to be lower so that if an NFL team in the future comes to poach Jim Harbaugh, it will be easier for that NFL team to pay his buyout. I mean, damn, it's good to be Jim Harbaugh right now. You've got the hot hand. You've got the upper hand. And if I'm Michigan, I mean, people are going to use this against you on the recruiting trail, and you're kind of leaving your school Despite the fact you just took them to a title, you are leaving them in a tough position here. Oh, absolutely. But it's not as tough as two years ago when he was in Minnesota on signing day. They're used to this at this point. Uh, They're playing with house money, and you know that. There's just no way Michigan is even going to stress about this. They're in a position of luxury. They beat Ohio State three years in a row. Uh, Either way, Sharon Moore takes over. There's going to be a natural rebuild here because they're losing their best players. Tons of guys are getting drafted this year. It's almost they might set the record for most players drafted in one draft. They're not all first rounders. In fact, I don't know if there are any of them are first rounders. But the whole team is leaving, uh, except Donovan Edwards, the running back, is coming back. Then if Harbaugh does stay, second transfer portal gets a quarterback. There's a lot of attractive things for. I know he loves being near his family. Ann Arbor is a great place to live. So I, I will not rule out Michigan. It's just really funny to me that you win a national title and you send a lot of guys to the NFL. That's exactly what Georgia did twice. You know, like yeah. when Nick Saban was winning championships at Alabama, he's calling recruits as the confetti is falling. Like Jim Harbaugh is using this as a parachute out and where now he has more power and maybe, uh, you know, again, more of an upper hand than he ever did. Like this is this. I know you just won at Michigan. So yep. people are gonna be happy, but man, like, no thought about dynasty, no thought about keeping it going. In fact, you're hurting your team here because, again, you're going to get killed on the recruiting trail for how messy this now is. Yeah, I mean, it's not the SEC. Yeah, there's no thought of dynasty. I'd honestly, I'd invest in Ohio State over Michigan, even though Michigan is kicking their butt right now. Ohio State, they're built for a dynasty. Michigan, this team, I said it last year. I was like, Jim Harbaugh, he's coming back. This has got the L.A. Rams feel. It's one in. This is it. We're selling everything out. Corum came back. He could have easily gone pro. Uh, McCarthy was back. Harbaugh came back. I got the sense all year long they knew what was going on here. Okay, then why is he negotiating a contract extension? Yeah. Family. <laughs> I mean, family. Come on. That, that's You say come on. I, He's a lot doing of this people, just to get more money from NFL no, no, teams. A lot this is of people, all selfish. A lot of people live near their aging parents. That's a huge thing. My 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 middle aged group of life. That's something. No, I get it. But if you are a gajillionaire like yeah. Jim Harbaugh is, you know, you can always take your family with you to L.A. You can take them with you to Atlanta. It's not like they're going to be in an old folks home somewhere, and you can't. You only visit them twice a year. This is not the same type of financial situation. Uh, also, there's great to live in a college town. Ann Arbor is wonderful. Yeah, it is. There's beautiful. huge advantages to living there. This, this to me is, I, I don't love this from Harbaugh, but he's so weird. And it's like, if you're going to use this as a launch pad to get back to the NFL, then do it. Don't hold your yeah. old school hostage while he, you gallivant all over the country. And, you know, now, and you're also negotiating a contract extension, which you're not even negotiating in good faith. I think you could have said that two years ago when Michigan hadn't won a title. <laughs> yeah, okay. But now that they won a title, I think Michigan's like, great. Uh, it's cool. Everything is easier now. Now, as someone whose NFL team has won a title, I understand. Like, things just don't hit the same way, Maggie. I know. I just it's not, it's not a desperate. There's a desperation to a team who's never won, like Buffalo Bills fans like yourself. Yeah. Michigan, 
We know a bunch of Michigan alum. You think they're going to be sad if Jim Harbaugh leaves? Yeah, momentarily, but it's not a devastating blow by any means because they have that championship. Okay, well, then I don't want to hear Michigan alums and fans complaining when you go the way of Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez. And I don't know if Sharon Moore is going to be that guy. Maybe he continues this and they have all this unprecedented success. But we've seen this before with Michigan where not only does it get bad, it was even bad with Harbaugh was there, and they stuck with him, and he had pay cuts and all that stuff. So I don't want to hear the complaining what? if you fall on hard times because but you were fine with Jim Harbaugh basically using using you as a bargaining chip. It's not like they lost any games when Harbaugh wasn't there this year. I think it was 6-0. and Sharon Moore is incredibly dedicated to the run. They're an interesting team with him. I, I think that they're going to be fine. Uh, they just need a quarterback, but... They have a three-year window. They can rebuild from scratch. Nobody in Michigan cares. It's not Georgia. There's just Georgia has five-star recruits at every position for the rest of time. Yeah, Michigan's not going to be like Meanwhile, that. Meanwhile, Ryan Day is like uh, facing questions about his job <laughs> every every moment because he has lost to Michigan three years in a row. Okay, you are welcome to weigh in on Jim Harbaugh eight five five two one two four CBS. Is this like the wrong move? Is this negotiating in bad faith? He's playing both sides here, or do you think it's brilliant? Uh, by the way, if Jim Harbaugh wants to come to Philadelphia, please. Yeah, I already was on record saying I want him in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that. that that's, a different, that's a different subject. You want him coaching your team is different than is he going about this the right way. I think he's going about it the wrong way by stringing along Michigan while you're out here interviewing mm. with uh, NFL teams. Anyway, it's Wednesday. Great debate. <laughs> The Great Debate Series. Okay, inspired by Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, maybe Pete Carroll, other coaches who are out there. We are doing the best second act from a professional or college coach. Can I go first? Sure. So second act, yeah. you know, we all know what this means, uh, whether it ended badly in one place. You know, what ha- what did you do with it? How would you pick up the pieces and move on? And, yes, you are welcome to go first. Well, I want to go first because there's one layup here. Slam dunk. Who has had a better second act than Phil Jackson? And this is why it's so special, and this is why it's tied to the news and Bill Belichick. What's the rap on Bill Belichick in New England? That now that he might have won because Tom Brady was the GOAT. What was the rap for Phil Jackson forever? He only won because Michael Jordan was there. So what does the dude do? He leaves. I don't want to get Jerry Krause's widow upset, but Chicago gives up on him stupidly, I might add. He goes to L.A. and wins another set of rings, therefore actually uh, getting rid of that narrative that he only won because of Jordan. You can't possibly have a better second act. If Bill Belichick did that and won without Brady, it would be the... He would pass him, but right now nobody has done what Phil Jackson has done in his second reincarnation. It was incredible. It was seamless. It was perfect. What's funny to me, I still think Phil Jackson does get that same criticism because you left Jordan, you went to Kobe yeah. and Shaq. <laughs> like, and aware. Kobe, I, I'm aware of this. And Kobe and Powell, like, you, you never took... And listen, obviously great coaches have great players, but he never won without one of those two top one to five, wherever you put Kobe, all-time greats. Yeah, but it, Shaq. <laughs> he still did a lot better than Michael Jordan, who went to the Wizards. Uh, <laughs> Scottie Pippen tried all sorts of teams. It, it was just an incredible reinvention because it reminds me so much of Belichick that the team gave up on him in Chicago. 
they said, you were only doing this because of Jordan, and he really proved everybody wrong. And I think he's now, if he had just won with Jordan, no way he's because they're one of the top three coaches of all time. But now I think he's pretty much cemented on the Mount Rushmore. Interesting. His third act, let's not talk about, because that was for EJ's Knicks, and that was not good. Did he ever, but that. he never coached. Did he ever coach? No, no, no. He was a president, general manager. Yeah. Um, that okay. was a <laughs> good point, let's yeah. say. Yeah, we're yes, doing, you're right. We're doing second act. <laughs> not we're we're act. ignoring third and fourth. Okay. Uh, my best second act for a coach, and that's our great debate question for today, uh, a coach's greatest second act. Could be college, could be pro doesn't matter what sport i am gonna go with pete carroll here because i think pete carroll's getting lost in the shuffle of all this belichick and harbaugh news and saban retiring and stuff like that when pete carroll was fired by the new england patriots in 1999 coming off an eight and eight season did anyone in their mind say pete carroll's going to be a hall of fame coach one day i'll answer it for you absolutely not he went six and ten with the jets he took over the New England Patriots because Bill Parcells, you know, famously couldn't get along with Robert Kraft after they lost the Super Bowl. He takes over. They go 10-6 and six the first year. They lose in the divisional round. He goes 9-7 and seven the next year, then 8-8. Eight and eight. Went slowly, steadily down, and then he got fired. Who in their right mind saw Pete Carroll going to USC, starting a dynasty light there, winning two national titles, multiple Heisman Trophy winners on his team, then jumping to the Seahawks, as controversial it may have been at the time, we're talking about results here, to go to the NFL, back to the NFL where you win a Super Bowl and go to another Super Bowl that you should have won. Yeah. I mean, now Pete Carroll is definitely a Hall of Fame coach, should be a Hall of Fame coach, and has maybe talked about with Jimmy Johnson in terms of greatest coaches to win in college and the pros. Like, it, it's, it's remarkable what Pete Carroll did mm. considering where he was in 99. Yeah, I did not see it coming. Wait, how was he in New England? Didn't he have one good year or am I imagining? They went 10-6 and six the first year, but it was all with Parcells' guys because they had just come off the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I can't even picture Pete Carroll. I, don't rem- I was there. I don't remember anything of him before USC. It was weird. He actually asked to go to USC. They didn't even recruit him. He saw an opportunity there. It's, I will give you maybe the most unexpected second act of all time. Thank you. EJ, who do you have, sir? I think Perloff, I think, was on the right track with going NBA head coach who won a lot of titles with superstars and then went to a different place. Meanwhile, we're talking about coaches, best coaches, second acts here for our right. great and, debate. And Phil Jackson actually was the first guy I thought about. But then I went in a different direction because okay. to me, Phil Jackson's problem was what you mentioned, Maggie, was that, OK, he couldn't win with Hall of Famers. And what he do? He went and got just a bunch of another Hall of Famers, won a championship. I, when I think of second act, I want to see a true reinvention of who you were. Think of the 1980s. Showtime, L.A., Armani suits, slick back hair, running teams out the gym, blowing people out, scoring 130 points. That was Pat Riley coaching the Los Angeles Lakers. He leaves the Lakers as they start to kind of whittle down. He says, you know, teams, you only get a certain run before they kind of tune you out. Leaves the Lakers, goes to TV, goes back to Coach who? The New York Knicks. It's grinded out. 75-65 games. Beat you up. If we don't win the game, we'll win the fight. It was an entirely different coaching style from what he was doing with the Lakers. And that, to me, that is a true great second act because it wasn't, hey, I'm just going to go and do what I did somewhere else and then bring it here and we're going to win. He went somewhere and said, hey, there's no way in hell I can do Showtime with Pat, right, with you know, Patrick Ewing and John Starks. Right. I got to find a different way. And he turned the Knicks into a whole different identity and had them, you know, in the doorstep of winning an NBA championship, a team that was just a train wreck before he got there. 
So I'm going with Pat Riley as the best second act. I don't love Pat Riley. Mixed fans do not like Pat Riley. This yeah. is, I'm, he's Pat the Rat to yeah. most of us. Gave up. But, you know, credit where credit is due. That was a phenomenal second act in New York. Okay. I, I wait, second acts. How could Pat Riley's successful second act is Miami? Why are you even mentioning the Knicks? <laughs> that's the dude third went act. on to build a that's champion. A, that's a third act. That's a third act is well, in Miami. But you can ignore that Knicks part. You're right. He did get the break. <laughs> Honestly, I think his great second act is building a perennial champion in Miami more so. No, and, and to me, and we're going to play that a game, and I, I thought about it too. Like, I also, if you say that, and I would still go with Pat Riley because it's the same thing. Right. Like, his, it's nothing like Showtime. His legacy is, I think, the Lakers and the Heat. Uh, the Knicks was a decent run, but I think what, uh, you know, I've read all the great stories of Pat Riley. The real effectiveness was Miami. Okay, I but think we're you're underselling coach- how much, how impactful, and how people, how much people remember those '90s Knicks. I, I, I'm think not, I don't think I'm being New York EJ here. I think it's, um, I think it's also we're doing coaching to coaching. Are we doing coaching to GM? Well, you'd have to go to like Jerry West or something like Jerry, that. The go- but- yeah, I don't think. Uh, by the way, you can't say second or third act because Pete Carroll had nine jobs. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We're, you know what, you, what we mean by second act, Pete? Who do you have? We're talking about coaches. Best second act is our. Uh, great debate topic. Well, I, I go to Major League Baseball. There's okay. a lot of candidates. Uh, we can always go with the obvious of Joe Torrey, but I'm going to go with somebody in the headlines this past year. I'm going go with Bruce Bochy. Oh, Bruce, that's a good one. Bruce Bochy. Ooh, yeah. Started in San Diego. They they were uh, a good team in San Diego. Went to a World Series, but he went to the complete Hall of Fame level when he went to the Giants yeah. and won three rings. And then he goes to Texas and wins another ring. He, he proved how good of a manager he is. He showed how good of a manager he is on a big stage when he went to the Giants. Second acts, Bruce Bochy, we like it. Andrew Bogish has stopped in. Hello, Bogus. Uh, much like my good friend Pete Pilati, I'm going to go baseball. I'm going to go recency bias as well. Definitely not the best, but deserves to be on the list. Dusty Baker, yeah. uh, Giants good manager, long-time best known for helping them blow game six of the World Series against the Angels, and they lose game seven. He comes back into Houston. He's the one that's got to lead them away from all of that nonsense, and they keep winning games, keep winning pennants, and finally win him a World Series two years ago. Yeah, I mean, they needed him for the gravitas, right? So yeah. that was his second act, and then also winning a World Series. Okay, that's what we're doing today. Coaches with the best second act. That's our great debate series, kind of inspired by, I mean, listen, Bill Belichick could be on this list. Yeah, getting, Cleveland Browns to the Patriots. There you go. So we're kind of waiting, I think, for another second act, 855-212-4CBS. I guess this is Bill's third act. Oh, somebody's already calling in with a good one that I wish I had thought of. 855-212-4227. We'll put it out there on social media as well, Maggie and Pearl. If you're on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, you can find us. Um Greatest second act for a coach. Let us know what you think. Again, 855-212-4CBS. You want to weigh in in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff in moments. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. We are debating greatest second acts in coaching. It's our great debate series off of Bill Belichick is about to have, which really is third act, but we're using the term loosely here. Uh, He will go from New England Patriots to... A new team, maybe Atlanta, who knows, maybe Dallas, maybe the Chargers. Uh, I don't know if he's going to make this list as reinventing himself again. You could put him from Browns to Patriots. It feels like Bill Belichick is not going to be on this list. No, it's, a, it's an ultimate second act, what, he, what he's already done, right? Yeah, Fired yeah, yeah. In, in Cleveland. They had an all-time great coaching staff there, the sort of dream team of coaches that ended up having a lot of success other places. 
and he went to New England and won six Super Bowls. We get that Belichick's had a second act. We just feel like, again, loosely based off the news, this is going to be more like Belichick's third act. But anyway, we'll yeah. go quickly around the room yeah. again, and then we'll get it to your phone calls at 855-212-4CBS. I'm going with Pete Carroll because when he was fired in New England and he was fired from the Jets, then fired from New England, no one ever thought at that time he would become a Hall of Fame coach. And he went on to USC yeah. and then to Seattle, and now he has to be considered one of the greats up there with Jimmy Johnson in terms of winning in college, winning the pros. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, nobody would have thought Bill Belichick would be the GOAT after Same. Cleveland. Similar, I went with Phil Jackson just because of the level of success in his second act, going from Jordan's Bulls to Kobe and Shaq's Lakers. Yes, the players were great, but, I mean, he he proved the first act, the team that let him go, the Bulls, that you made a huge mistake. Bogus, you went with? Dusty Baker. There you go. Baseball manager who obviously had a great Third act, second act, third, third. Let's go second, second act yeah. with the uh, with the Houston Astros. EJ went with Pat Riley with the Knicks from the Showtime Lakers to the gritty hard scrabble Knicks. And Pete, you went with Bruce Bochy, three rings with the Giants after a long run in San Diego. There you go. Eight five five two one two four CBS and winning in Texas. Let's go to Octavius, who's in Oklahoma. Got a couple for us. Hey, Octavius, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good morning. I got um, Tony Larusa with the White Sox, and then on with the Oakland A's, and further on with the with the Cardinals. I got Dick Vermeil in football, and Dusty Baker had had the Cubs sandwiched in between uh, yep. San Francisco and and Houston. That is true, Octavius. Thank you, Dick Vermeil Perloff was one yeah. you were so very interested in. Unlike certain people in this building, I didn't want to be obvious and go with my own team. <laughs> Sorry, EJ. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. I, I went with the. Uh, I went with Phil Jackson. Dick Vermeil quit the Eagles in 1982. Did TV, did college football on ABC. Was really good. Came back 15 years later and created the greatest show on turf. That that is unique. The ultimate, Second acts yeah. being 15 years apart and redefining yourself as an older coach, that is really unprecedented. I mean, the, that's a good one on La Russa, too, because there is something. Uh, who is the guy who used to uh, do heater? Uh, Jim Leland. Didn't yeah. he have a second act, he too? Did have a There's second something act about act. doing it in, in your old age that is akin to Belichick. Not your old age. That sounds mean. But no, no. to do it in your 70s is very impressive and noteworthy. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Brick is in Wisconsin. Good morning, Brick. How are you? Good morning. It's a balmy negative three here without the wind chill, so just really trying to stay warm as best I can. But uh, That's just how we lots, like it. Big ones. Yeah, exactly. Two ones that I thought of right away, I thought of Andy Reid. Uh, had a lot of success with the Eagles, could never quite get over that hump, running that kind of, I don't want to call it basic, but that kind of older school West Coast style offense with McNabb and the Eagles, and then going to the Chiefs and really being a bit of an offensive innovator, at least in terms of like what we see with Pat, Pat Mahomes. And, I mean, it always helps to have a great quarterback like Mahomes to win two Super Bowls, but he was never able to get over that hump yep. with, with the Eagles and then had incredible success, obviously, with the Chiefs. And another one being from Milwaukee area, I want to say Coach Bud. You know, he had a lot of success with the Hawks. Again, he never really... Yep. Take that, take that, uh, yeah, Mike Budenholzer, take that next step. And then he brought Milwaukee a championship at Hill. You know, even though he kind of got ran out of town a little bit here in Milwaukee, uh, at the end there, uh, we'll always love him for bringing us a championship here in Milwaukee. Brick. And I got a third one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not necessarily a coach, 
But um, I just wanted to say my guy Bart Winkler with his second act on the <laughs> radio. Love it. Uh, I've been listening to him for a long time. Listen to his podcast and everything. Great guy. Really happy for him and having success. You know what, Rick? Uh, yeah. Glad you brought all those three up. Uh, and we're big Bart fans around here. We put it out on social media. We probably should have mentioned it on the show as well. We're thrilled that he's part of the CBS Sports Radio lineup because we've been fans from afar for a while. Yeah, I didn't think Bart Winkler was going to come up in this <laughs> particular conversation. Right next to Andy Reid. Honestly, go. of the, that guy's nominations, I put Bart a little bit ahead of Coach Bud because, come on, <laughs> we have Phil Jackson and Pat Riley and Budenholzer. Who does not fit okay. in this list? I do. I understand the sentiment, but that that name did not jump to mind. Okay, can I just tell you why I think that mine is better than everyone else's in this room? Because you always do every week. It's great debate. <laughs> no, no, no. Because you guys are going from someone who was already great. Mm-hmm. Doing another mm-hmm. great thing, right? You're de- Phil Jackson. You're talking about uh, Bruce Bochy and Dusty Baker. Well, and at least, but Dusty changed history. No, I know. Bochy just kept winning, so and I disqualify Pete as well. I would say, in, in Pat Riley winning situation to another great situation for the Knicks, and then went on. Like, why I think Pete Carroll deserves this, and we're talking about the uh, coach's greatest second act is. Pete Carroll getting when he got fired from the Patriots, that was a low moment. Yeah, that's why you could even give it to Belichick. Low moment. There were other things with Belichick, though, it was ownership change and stuff like that with with the Browns. But like nobody thought at that time this person was going to be a Hall of Famer, yeah. and now Pete Carroll will be a Hall of Famer. That's how good the second act was. The problem with your argument is if you're going to make it like that, then Belichick is just such a greater coach then you got to go Belichick. Uh, Pete Carroll did it on the college level and the pro level. Like he the degree of difficulty of winning two national championships with USC, multiple Heisman trophy winners and then go into the pros and basically, you know, legion of boom, that's all Pete Carroll. I, I understand all that, but people and you see it in this hiring cycle do not put Pete Carroll in the same paragraph with Bill Belichick. That's and, your problem. No, I get it and we're a rings culture. So and, my, and it's interesting that I think maybe we underrate Pete Carroll because he's not in that. No one's talking about Pete Carroll right now. Everyone's talking about Bill Belichick. And they're the same age and the same joie de vivre. Yeah, there, there is something underappreciated about Pete Carroll. You're right. I mean, it's certainly miraculous, but I mean, how many rings does Phil have? How many does Bill have? How many is Nick Saban? Why not Nick Saban after he left the Dolphins? Joe Torrey. So, Nick Saban is Joe Torrey. Billy in the chat said Nick Saban, uh, which is an interesting one. Because, but Nick Saban had won a national championship at LSU. So he flamed out with the Miami Dolphins, but we had the blueprint of success already for him in college. Later in the show, can we do the worst second acts, too? Because I want to do some Steve Spurrier in this, in this game. Bobby Valentine. Oh. <laughs> I have a bad, yeah, bad third acts and Oh, we can do bad third acts, but I know Michael there are a lot Jordan. of good well, second acts. Michael act. Jordan's a player. We're doing oh, coaches. yeah. Jordan with the Wizards. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not do players. We'll do that another time. 855-212-4CBS. We, guys, we see you on the phones. You've got so many good ones here. Bogus has headlines, and we'll get back to you. Good morning, Bogus. Guys, a, a serious start this hour. You may remember the Colts announcing recently that owner Jim Mersey was dealing with a serious respiratory illness. They canceled some of his public appearances. Now we have t- TMZ obtaining police reports from early December when paramedics were called to Ursay's Indy area home. The caller said Ursay was on the floor struggling to breathe. By the time the emergency crews got there, he had been moved into a bed. His condition improved immediately after a dose of Narcan. The police report listing overdose or overdose slash poisoning as the cause of the incident. These two things the respiratory illness and this incident, they may be connected, they may not be, we don't know, but we know Jim Mercer's history 
Uh, so this December issue is certainly not good news for him in any way, shape, or form. Oh, man. I mean, he's lucky to be alive, it sounds like. Um, that, that is sad. And, you know, he was – it. listen, he always acts a little crazy on social media, a little erratic. Uh, crazy is the wrong word. A little erratic on social media. But it was notable when he's going through this very public contract negotiation with Jonathan Taylor and the agent, and they're going back and forth. And I know that was September, and this is December, but – Hard not to think back, like, man, remember Jim Irsay was kind of out there. Yeah, I mean, that's a funny thing. He's known, he has a very famous recovery from really bad, you saw it in the Andrew Kramer piece, really bad addiction. Yeah. It's just a reminder of how tenuous recovery is. Yeah. People that we think have recovered, it's pretty easy to go back. Yeah. Now the usual football news. The Falcons interviewed Jim Harbaugh yesterday. Mike Tomlin apparently telling Steeler players and staff he'll remain their head coach. Uh, and the Browns have reportedly fired their main offensive coaches, including coordinator Alex Van Pelt. The Sacramento Kings had a 22-point lead of the Suns with eight minutes left last night. Then Phoenix closed on a 23-4 run. Kevin Durant, the deciding free throws with 1.8 seconds left. I usually know how the game is flowing, but I felt like this was a blur. I felt like I looked up, we was down six, and I look up again, it's a tie game, you know? So everything happened so fast. I guess we all were in the zone and just locked in. Durant scored 27 in a 119-117 win. Grayson Allen a 29, a Suns record tying nine threes. The Sixers topped the Nuggets in Philly, 126-121. Joel Embiid at 41 points and 10 assists. And the Clippers got a 128-117 win over the Thunder, Hours after getting the 2026 All-Star Game, that'll be the first major event in their new Intuit Dome, which opens the season before. Staples Center had the game a few years ago. Indy, San Francisco are coming up. But oddly enough, Boston hasn't had the All-Star Game since 1964. <laughs> the Celtics are That's trying right. <laughs> to land the next open one in 2027. I didn't think you were going to say that long ago. I'm yeah. sorry, that, that was funny to me. Did you see the new thing with the um, Clippers arena it's going to be the wall of people yes 50 rows of mm. people who have to be wearing clippers gear you can't be wearing anyone else's gear of the opposing team and you cannot cheer for the opposing team but Ooh. i don't know if they like shock you with an electric shock if you <laughs> decide yeah. to you get cheer, kicked out you know for the for the hawks or something but that's terrible it's something they do in in english soccer like you're in uh like international soccer. You're not allowed. You're like a fan zone. Okay, but they can't kick you out if you cheer for the other team. I, I think there's some really strict rules. They don't Ugh. want people buying those tickets on the secondary market. Right. Do you have to boo Kelly Stafford and her kids? <laughs> it's if a you're, must. Or the NBA version so of that. You win like points or something with Steve Ballmer <laughs> if you boo the other team's wife and children. But everyone's going to be in such a good mood because there's so many toilets in this stadium. Yes. It is, it is really the ultimate stadium. <laughs> See Bomber for all the innovations he had in his life to say, I'm going to have more toilets than any other arena. Brilliant man. Just that guy can own my team. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and all the toilet paper will also come out top instead of underneath. Like, it's like yeah. he's getting real specific <laughs> about the toilet. I have to take my wife to a play uh, for her birthday. It's an annual tradition. Is there anything worse? 15 minute intermission. Now get in uh, a 27 minute line to go to the bathroom. I don't want to hear from you guys. You're guys. It's so much faster for you. Women, it's like a production. The only thing is, is that at sporting events, we really get the upper hand as a fewer <laughs> of us. So, but, but does you, it have, have to these, be a production? We I mean, have there's... belts and buckles and, well, not that you guys don't wear belts, but like, yeah. there's just more complicated undergarments, dudes. 
I don't know. And then, but I, when you, like, if a door opens to a ladies' room, you see, like, there's a big mirror with lights and there's sofas. Yeah. It's like a little lounge in there. We're stepping through God knows we're on the floor. I Can't know. sit down. I think, well, we have to sit. So that's like number one, takes a little time. And then two, I, we're actually washing our hands. I wash my hands <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, I wash my hands all the time. What do you mean? I know. Well, I'm, I'm just, you know, well, in throwing the e- this up against Eagles the games, it's even worse because two or three stalls are occupied with amorous activities or who knows what <laughs> people doing drugs. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Man, Can you imagine? I, I, there's not a least sexy place on earth than the bathroom at an Eagles game. Yeah. Or it's the sexiest place on earth, Sorry. depending on what yeah. stall you're in. A lot of children in Philadelphia <laughs> wouldn't be there if it wasn't for those stalls at the lake. Yeah, they wouldn't be there to give the nah. double birds to Eli Manning. I just know there's one famous viral video of this couple getting arrested in a stall. <laughs> You're right. It, that is nasty. <laughs> like, there's something. What is so uh, like arousing about the Eagles? <laughs> like, it's not. It's not really the Eagles. <laughs> I think. Like, oh, honey, the way you booed that child and grandmother. That's I'll tell what you what's arousing. Throw that ball. Drop that ball. Just. <laughs> Do you want to be? It's called a two point four blood alcohol level, <laughs> which, is the, which is the average fan intoxication level at Philadelphia. Yeah, boo Santa Claus, go boo, boom again. Yeah, <laughs> second ranked Purdue by wow, the way. Bloody got central. <laughs> Look out! Uh, an eighty-seven sixty-six romp at Indiana. Zach Eady had thirty-three and fourteen boards, but ninth ranked Baylor losing in OT at K State, sixty-eight sixty-four. Number eleven Wisconsin losing at Penn State. 87-83. Edmonton Oilers with a franchise record 11th win in a row, 4-2 over the Leafs, but who cares about that when this is happening on hockey's lower levels? Pulls it back there, and now Murphy. Murphy throws the pass across. And that puck's going to go out of play here, and uh, that's going to do it for that sequence right there. 9.25 left. I apologize if I just... Uh, I uh, just damaged your eardrums there. Just it went right over the mesh, right over my head. So, uh, oh my God. I just I apologize for that. I'm sorry. Huh. Everyone's a uh, pe- few people look at me. I'm fine. Just I'm fine. Just <laughs> oh my God, is I apologize for that one right there and for saying oh my God. I shouldn't be saying that. I'm sorry. Just okay. I'm just trying to catch my breath here. <laughs> just. Okay, just all right. As we're back to this thing, rush here with it. Okay, if you couldn't follow along, that gentleman, the the heck, yeah, he. So he's broadcasting. I don't even know what kind of hockey. Certainly not professional hockey. And he's sitting kind of ringside, and the puck deflects out of play, and he thinks it's gonna hit him. So that's what that noise is: is him dodging the puck, and then there's just no recovery. Wait, how many apologies can you finish a one live call? He apologized for yelling. Then he apologized for not having his composure. Then he apologized for invoking God. Yeah. Then he apologized for that. I thought I actually didn't know what happened. I thought it was a spider or something at some point. <laughs> Back there, and now Murphy. Murphy throws the pass across. <laughs> and that puck's going to go out of play here, and uh, that's going to. You know, the initial recovery is kind of impressive because he's screaming like that and he goes right back into the play. This is real, right? I, this has got to be real. I, why was it? Why was the yell so long? That's what I'm wondering. Did it ricochet off of something? Like, ha, ha, ha. Like, or, uh, does he have like a what? spider sense? Did he see it coming from like, you know, 90 yards? And he's like, oh my God, this is going to hit me? <laughs> and I think him apologizing for saying, oh my God. And I'm sorry for saying that. And I'm sorry I was born. And I'm sorry that anyone <laughs> just, is listening. I apologize to for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, the funny thing, too, is hockey calls are all way over the top. I thought it was someone scored a goal at first. 
No, the puck That's was coming at him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm just glad he's okay. Is Freddy Krueger about to murder him? What is going <laughs> on here? That can't, he was this... mauled by a bear at the same time. Wow, he really has a fear of pucks, too. Why are you calling <laughs> hockey? Those pucks are frozen, you know. It's our brother. I know. There's been some fatalities with that, but still. Oh, gosh. Him apologizing. How many apologies were in one call? <laughs> <laughs> That's just as bad as the as the other commentator a few weeks ago that was was using the numbers, the jersey numbers to to, oh, yeah. to call <laughs> number five and number ten. Is that the noise you would make if a shark or conjoined twins came in your direction? Uh, don't don't talk to me about that. <laughs> don't get him started. It's the middle of the winter. He has my, to be worried about sharks. My wife like was just planning our August Cape Cod vacation. The Great White activity. The summer is supposed to be off the charts, bogus. Good. I want to see one. You don't. Swimming a, from you? a boat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Headlines. No, I'm Over. good. I'm not. You think I How can top, you top that? that? That's yes. got to be the I last headline. That. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why does he sound like JFK? Eight five five two one two four CBS. He sounded more like Peter Griffin. Eight five five two one two. Four two two seven. Okay, we see you guys on the phones. Our great debate question for today is the greatest coaching second act. Kind of inspired by some coaches who are on the market right now. Okay, just all right. As we're back to this thing, rush here with it. <laughs> this can't be real. I was, it doesn't make any sense. If it's not real, Maggie sent it to me, so blame her. Yeah, <laughs> we need a backstory. Let's have this guy on the show. I, I got to figure out. This is the lowest moment of his life, or best. I don't know. Uh, let's have him commentate the entire show, and th we throw things at him. I'm going to put this. This guy is in the boom goes the dynamite category. This is one of the all-time worst three calls I've ever heard. But that was on <laughs> worse than that. <laughs> if that boom goes the dynamite also did feature an apology in the middle. <laughs> yes, that's why I think I it. think that's why it came to mind. Yeah. And boom goes the dynamite. Like I'm sorry. He like mouths it. <laughs> I just I apologize for that. I'm sorry. First of all, Steven, you calling hockey the toughest guy sport of all time. You can't be scared of the puck. <laughs> oh my god, as <laughs> And there's so much yelling, like the puck is like a heat seeking missile. No matter how he twists, it's chasing him down the puck box. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the someone's right winger was like, stay yeah. on target, stay on target, stay on target. <laughs> I got a bogey at three o'clock. <laughs> Baby's got something going on at home. <laughs> His ex-wife is here. <laughs> maybe at my first wedding. Maybe he's a child. He had a nightmare. <laughs> If like your ultimate repeat, repeat after me, <laughs> I do solemnly swear. I just I apologize for that. I'm sorry. I think he's in the wrong profession. If his biggest fear is a puck, he should not be calling hockey. We are fear factor. That's like being afraid of clowns and joining the circus. What is this guy doing? And being a clown. <laughs> oh my goodness! Eight five five two one two four CBS. Okay, greatest coaching second acts. 
We've got that for you. Don't move, Maggie and Pearl off CBS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. On Wednesdays around here, we do something called the Great Debate Series. We do it at this time around 8 o'clock Eastern time, and uh, we've been taking your phone calls. The question today is the greatest coaching second act, as we have coaches like Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll and Jim Harbaugh now on the market. Who is the coach who had the best second act in sports? Just quickly go around the room. I said Pete Carroll. When he was fired by the Patriots, no one saw a Hall of Fame career coming with the success at USC in Seattle. Phil Jackson, never heard of him, uh, left Chicago and went to L.A. and just won more rings. Uh, and I'll fill in for everybody else. Uh, Pete went with Bruce Bochy, multiple rings uh, in San Francisco and then with Texas as well after a long career in San Diego. You had Bogish went with Dusty Baker, uh, winning with the Astros as a great second act, if you will. EJ has Pat Riley going from the Showtime Lakers to the gritty Knicks, sort of different styles, contrasting styles. Now, when we say second acts, maybe we're using this a little loosely because, of course, there are third acts for a lot of these people and fourth acts. Uh, but we want to hear from you at 855-212-4CBS. Bill in California has got a good one. Hey, Bill, how are you? Good. How about yourself, Maggie? Fantastic. Hey, real, real quick, Maggie, I'm going to disagree with you on Pete Carroll being a Hall of Fame uh, coach or being considered. Really? For the pure fact of what my second chance coach is, which is Mike Shanahan from mm-hmm. the Raiders to Denver, Denver, becoming the winniest coach in Denver history. Uh, he's not in the Hall of Fame, and I think he's done much better accomplishments than Pete Carroll. Uh, therefore, Mike Shanahan has a much better career and a second-act coach. Great second act. Yeah. And, again, one where we might want to not talk about the third act, which is uh, Washington. <laughs> yeah. No, great second act. And the fact that Shanahan's not in the Hall of Fame, I think, is is crazy. It's, it's odd. Yeah. I, he, I, he's got to get in. Yeah, it's funny. The more his son wins, too, that'll help him. Uh, yeah. I don't understand that at all. I mean, he's uh, such an influential coach, and the coaching tree says it all. Uh, let's keep going here. How about Vinny is in Arizona. has got one from the baseball world. Hey, Vinny, how are you? Good, good. How are you guys? Fantastic. What do you have for your best second uh, act? So me being a St. Louis Cardinals fan, I might have to wash my mouth out for saying this, but what about Joe Madden going from the Rays to Chicago and finally ending that drought? Man, it's such a good one. It's funny, though, because he had success in Tampa and then had success in Chicago, but by virtue of breaking that curse – 
for the Cubs, he lives in yeah. a he lives in a stratosphere uh, that few coaches do. Yeah, I mean, I brought up one. Jim Leland has had incredible success, but he didn't get that Cubs World Series. You know, he won with the Marlins, and he won with the Pirates, and he won with the Tigers. But he, yeah, Joe Madden is. It's hard to bet. His third act was awful as well, by the way. Yeah, well, third act's a little, a, a little yeah. bit different. Uh, Vinny, thank you so much. We really like that one. Timothy is in Michigan. Hey, Timothy, how are you? Oh, my gosh, you don't have enough minutes on your show for me to go into how great it's going. <laughs> I love that. Who's your coach with the greatest second act? Well, I'm glad you brought up Jim Leland because, you know what? Maybe second acts go through Detroit because I thought of Sparky Anderson and then I thought of Scotty Bowman yep. and Jacques Demers. Yeah, you're right. Maybe they do go through Michigan, of course, with Sparky Anderson with the Reds and then going to the Tigers for that long career, and winning G- the World Series in 84. Jim Harbaugh could get on this list, too. Well, you know what? And Timothy, we might have to add Harbaugh, and thank you for the phone call, and I hope things continue to go well. You know, Harbaugh's in the midst of a of a great one, too, because you go to the San Francisco 49ers after a long coaching career, yeah. you coach in college, then you go to the 49ers, you get to the Super Bowl, but then you fall out of favor with ownership, you know, get fired, basically, and then take Michigan yeah. to the national title. Again, it's confusing because he had success at varying levels of success. This is a great redemption story. There was a time three years ago we never thought Harbaugh was going to get here. No. It seemed like he had failed in the second act. Absolutely. Uh, let's keep him coming. Uh, Don is in California. has got one. Hey, Don, good morning. Don, are you there? you say John? Oh, John. Uh, oh, John. Hello, John. Sorry about that. Good morning. Hey, uh, Joe Gibbs. How so? Football coach. Oh. Hall of Fame NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. that's a good oh. one. But yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought you were talking about a second stint in Washington. That was not good. <laughs> like, yeah, let's not. Oh, no, no. We're going to gloss no, no. over that one. Uh, John, thank you for yeah. that. Interesting, because we were thinking coach to coach. Yeah. To go from coach to racing owner is kind of like a, it is definitely you know qualifies as a second act. It's a life second act, and it is. Un, I think it's under stated how incredible what Joe Gibbs did was. And I think as time grows, his football legacy has improved a lot. I've seen him on all time lists all the time now. Yeah. I mean, what are the odds of doing that? Three, three Super yeah. Bowls, three different quarterbacks. And yes. Jimmy, all that success in NASCAR. Unbelievable. Can I defend Joe Gibbs' second act in Washington? Who, yeah, did please. He Patrick Ramsey? Who was the quarterback? He had three winning seasons in Washington in his second act. Like, or he had two winning seasons, two out of the four years yeah. of the winning season. And he went to the playoffs twice. <laughs> that was a that was a Dan Snyder era. <laughs> you might as well make, make a second statue for Joe Gibbs. They don't have one already. <laughs> All right, keep them coming. Best coaching second acts. That's our great debate question for today. Also coming up, the team that's uh, most in danger getting upset in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Don't move. Maggie Perloff. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.